You ever see Idiocracy? No, I'll check it out. What is it? It sounds <laughs> like I like it. Idiocracy is a comedy that was written by uh, Mike Judge, the guy who created Beavis and Butthead. Oh. And, and King of the Hill. Uh, I think I want to say it came out like in 2001 or like the early 2000s. I'm not sure of the year, but like everyone watches that movie and they're like, man, it, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's almost like becoming like a documentary, not a movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about like, so Idiocracy is a movie about where it starts out in like that year and they're showing you where the college educated like couple keep uh keep putting off having a baby because they're you know they're waiting for the right time where they got enough money where they can do this they can do that they're trying to they're trying to get some vacationing out of life before they settle down they're trying to make some good business opportunities before they settle down and then it gets to the point where it's too late they put it off for too long now they can't meanwhile all the people who don't give a fuck <laughs> are just steady having babies. So you got like that number is doing this. Yeah. And this number is doing this. So you fast forward like 40 years. Everyone's just like really fucking dumb and stupid. But at the time, this guy from like 2000. And this woman from 2000, uh, I think it's Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph, they, they did this experiment for the army where they were going to like cryogenically freeze themselves. So they go into like a time capsule and they come out. Well, they're like the smartest people in the world now. Yeah, because everybody's fucking <laughs> because dumb everyone's now. fucking dumb. And they have to like try and save the world because like, Everyone's like, you're the smartest people on the fucking planet. What do we do? Because they're they're starving. There's no food because they've like made such trash out of the planet. They can't grow their own food. There's nothing to eat. You got to see it, man. You have to check it out. Check it, it out. Sounds interesting. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Okay. They made they they hire like a like the the guy Terry Crews plays like the president and his name's like President Hector Camacho or something. He's like a he's like a former like WWE wrestler became like a president. <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta watch it. You're like, this is this is hilarious, but it sounds really, wild. It's really fucking scary. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of like, oh my god, I can see where. Oh, see like like realism, way. scary. Yeah, like you're realism. Like, yeah, everybody's got a barcode, so you just like got a like everyone gets like a, a tat, barcode yeah. tattooed, so it's easier to pay for your shit. Just yeah, no credit card. Your, yeah, because yeah. there's no money. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's literally added to. Holy shit, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. I love that you have this here, too. Yeah. I know, I didn't have any kind of, like, sinister swag except for the movie. No, that's perfect. I think it's a good look. You were the fucking man. I love. I, love I got your, you, bro. No worries. The, the show didn't even start. I love having you on here. There you go. My guy. <laughs> my guy. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Welcome, my friends, to another exciting edition of the Marvel of Horror, where we discuss all things past, present, future, as they pertain to the horror genre. I'm your host, your friend, your fellow horror enthusiast, Bruce Marvel, and today our guest is none other than the founder and CEO and co-host of 302 Birds, a Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and I think they 
kind of go into other Philadelphia sports as well. We'll get into that. You can catch them on Spotify, and their presence is uh, very well felt on other media platforms like YouTube, Clips, and uh, TikTok. Hey. Dalton Holland, hello. Thank you, my man, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. When you guys reached out and you guys were like, do you want to be on a horror podcast? I was like, yes. I mean, Halloween is my favorite time of the year. I love my horror movies. And, you know, when you guys asked, hey, what do you want to talk about? Of course, you know the topic. I, I couldn't resist. I love Sinister. It's a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I can't wait to like get into it. Um, but first off, real quick before I ask my initial question, and I'm like, I'm an older guy. Do you get... Do you get people like all the time, like making references to Roadhouse? Oh my God. Films? I'm so glad you brought that up, dude. <laughs> like, so, I was like, man, as soon as I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. Cause Eddie came to me, Eddie, our producer, love you, buddy. My brother-in-law, Eddie. you know, reached out and was like, yeah, you know, 302 podcast. They got a really cool following. It'd be a nice, like, you know, their sports, your heart, it'd be yeah. an interesting kind of uh, topic is you're not a sports guy. I mean, I kind of am, but not, not on that level. But I was like, I was like, yeah, sure, man. Um, you know, who's who, yeah, Dalton's his name. And I'm like, my immediately was like, <laughs> when he, when I answered the door, should I be like, Dalton thought you'd be big? <laughs> like, I'm what glad he, you brought that he, up. Would he get it? No, I would have gotten it because <laughs> so it's funny. I, um, my family, I grew up, I told you earlier, like trash business, that's what I did. So I made trash look sexy for the longest time. And if you can make trash look sexy, <laughs> I'm at Steve's the other day, like, you're really good at selling this cheesesteak. I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I used to sell trash. This yeah. is easy. Um, but all the time, and, you know, it was, I was like, I think I was like 16. I hadn't seen Roadhouse at that point. And this guy was like, I was like, yeah, I'm like Dalton Holland, Holland, like the country. He's like, no, Dalton, like Roadhouse. He's like, you start saying that. He's like, you'll get more sales. I'm like, really? <laughs> so I started fucking saying it. I'd never seen Roadhouse until probably like, I think it was like my sophomore year of college. <laughs> and I just would say it to people on the phone. Hey, I'm Dalton, like Roadhouse, Holland, oh, like man, the country. Awesome. And people were like, yeah. that's a fucking awesome name. And like when I was younger, I don't know why I didn't like my name. As I've gotten older, I have loved my name. So shout out to my nah. mom. And it wasn't like, you know, she named me after that. It's ironic. This, my mom was a third grade teacher growing up uh, before my family had our business. And uh, she said that she named me Dalton because the smartest kid in her class was named Dalton and she hoped I would be smart. She said, God darn it, you didn't turn out that way. <laughs> I told you she had a mean left hook. Well, you know, just meeting you, but from the, you already seemed like a really smart, intelligent guy. We were kind of talking before the cameras were rolling. You're, uh, you're well on your way, sir. Uh, and Dalton is a badass name, whether it's, you know, Roadhouse or not. Dalton, you don't meet a lot of Dalton, so it's cool. You know what I mean? Just, you know, yeah. So horror. What was like your first real experience with the horror genre? Was it a film? Was it a book? Uh, something that happened? Yeah, so it's kind of like funny, man. You know, uh, I went, when I told you, I, I originally lived in New Jersey and I moved to Delaware. I met my best friend group when I moved to Delaware. Like my ride or dies will be my wedding. And you know, there's that Friday night, eighth grade, seventh grade. You know, you're not really at that drinking age yet, of course. So you're like, what do you do on a Friday night? You order a pizza. And you watch a horror movie with your buddies and you shit your pants. I miss those times. They were simpler times <laughs> they before were simpler you know times. You, you become an adult. You get the complexities of life. And yeah. there's just so many layers to life when you get older that that was my first experience. And the movie, ironic enough, um, Insidious. 
Oh, I, I shit I myself. Who's, and, um, the kid's name is Dalton. The kid's name is Dalton, ironically. I didn't even think it's about full that. Full circle. Very full circle. <laughs> so I love that one, and I think it might be, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Insidious 2 where they're in the room and there's all those ghost sheets like around? Yes. And the old lady, too. she turns around and she's like, how dare you? And she yes. bitch slaps him. I shit myself at that scene because like, I love a good pop-up scare, especially like when you're with your buddies and like that was, I think, I think it was, I saw Insidious 2 before I saw Insidious. Okay. And that scene was like when I fell in love with horror movies because everybody yeah. remembers like when you pop your cherry of a horror movie, you're like, Oh wow! Like okay, like yeah. yeah I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Uh huh. That and so the first. Ins- I mean, they're both like I. I kind of consider they work really good just as like one film. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Back to back. When I first saw Insidious, the first one, I I didn't know anything about it. I didn't see a trailer. Nothing. A friend of mine was like, "Hey, what are you doing Sunday?" And I'll never forget it. It was uh, I want to say it was WrestleMania 27. And that was back when I actually gave a shit about wrestling. And The Undertaker was undefeated at WrestleMania. Beast. And I was... I know. I just learned the other day that Kane wasn't his brother. Mind fucked. My whole life. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to find that out, man. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry they had to ruin that. The uh, So I was like, well, I got people coming over for WrestleMania later. What's up? And she's like, well, you want to go see this movie, Insidious? And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'll go see it. Horror movie on a Sunday. I ain't going to be nobody there. Yeah. We split an edible cookie <laughs> that my buddy, who I was in a band with, made, and he was making them himself. So I'm like, all right, yeah. And I, we were so fucked up, and I went and saw that movie. I was fucking terrified. I was like, this movie is fucking scary. And then I was like, man, did was it because I was like, in the under the influence of this cookie? So I took my wife to see it, and I'm like, nah, it's just that fucking scary. This yeah. movie's terrifying, and I love that movie. I love that franchise. Yeah, dude, they crush it. So Insidious was 2012, and it's a Blumhouse-produced movie, just like the uh, Insidious movies. That's probably what I'm thinking of them. Yeah. yeah. And like, I really think with, with Blumhouse, like that 2000, 2012 to like 2014, that's when they're really just – Giving you this, giving you the fucking new movies that fucking hit when it came to horror. Like now it's kind of like, eh, I think now it's kind of like me. Every once in a while they still kind of kick out one, but like that, maybe 2010, maybe from 2010 to like 2014, they were just. And that was when I was in eighth grade. And that was like such a cool time to be like learning about horror. Yeah. Because you're so right. Like that era of horror movies i remember even um this might have been by blumhouse what was the alien movie that came out in like 2015 it was okay it wasn't anything as good dark skies that's it that is a blumhouse movie and i I like that movie i thought it was still very good it had a great plot so like there's a lot to be said for that and like it still gave you the jitters a little bit but it was like pg-13 if i'm not mistaken so like i think that that was how i was able to get in but the point is you're right like growing up through that era of horror was such a cool time because you were able to experience so many different things and shit your pants in so many different ways to be yeah honest. yeah and like i said the horror movies they were like like i said they were really hitting their stride like that was uh like going to dark that was another thing too to take to take a pg-13 movie mm-hmm. and make it like that scary yeah is a, is a feat onto itself yeah you know what i mean i know, I know guys are like ah man pg 
PG-13 ain't gonna be fucking good. That <laughs> like was kind of how I was. Yeah, yeah like I was up, there's a lot of guys like that and a lot of gals. It's like rather ah, PG-13. How scary can it be? But then it's like a movie like Insidious. You're like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> it could be really scary, depending on um, <laughs> depending on how they do it. And they just did a great job. Three or two birds. Obviously, you're a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yep. So tell me how this all came about. Talk, talk about the 302 birds for a second. So I was in college. I went to St. Joe's. Uh, the hawk will never die. If you know, you know, the hawk never stops flapping. Um, <laughs> the point is, I was just COVID, man. I didn't have anything to do. And I had a, I'm had a huge Madden guy. Like okay. growing up in high school, played Madden my whole life. And I started just like, I actually used to be in the top 2% of Madden players in the world like when I was playing at my best in high school. Oh, wow. Not even there anymore because, like, you know, becoming an adult, you got shit to do, unfortunately. You can't play Madden all day. But, yeah. like, when you're, like, 16 or 14 and it's like, you know, you only have a job during the day at night, like, you can just play this. So started TikToking in college, like, talking about Madden, and I got a decent following, like, 2,000 followers. And I was like, okay, like, people like listening to me talk about football. I love football. So... I met this guy. He had a uh, sports podcast, and I was like, hey, the two of us should cut it up. Well, we did it for, like, two episodes, and he just is like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's done. And I had two options at that moment. I could fall flat on my face and look like an idiot to everybody I knew that I just advertised. I started a podcast I was super proud of, or I could learn how to do a podcast. So I did Up for Debate, which was my first podcast, which was a sports niche with two guys, one guy that lives in California that I met through TikTok and one guy that lives in Atlanta. Okay. Super awesome dudes. Just what I learned is being in a niche is so smart. So on the side, my alias the whole time was 302 Birds, Delaware, go birds. Um, you know, good name. <laughs> yeah. So like, I just kind of was like 302 Birds, 302 Birds. And like, I had noticed that it was gaining traction. So in August of 2021, me and four of my best buddies that i mentioned earlier the guys i watched those horror movies with and shit my pants with <laughs> how full circle there you go back to it but we started a podcast just talking about the eagles and life and um just what it's like being a delaware philly sports fan a guy from this area or gal um anyone just kind of what it's like you know being a delaware eagles fan and kind of the crazy people that reside here that's so funny like i always i mean i get it because we're so close to like philly mm -hmm. but like coming up it was like yeah you don't it's crazy just not only in delaware too i see it like i see it in parts of jersey too like 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 it's like cold it's like it a cult. the closer you get to like the bridge <laughs> it's like aren't you guys giants fans <laughs> no we're fucking eagles fans I'm oh like, my oh, God, okay it's horrible I mean, all the giants fans that'll say uh, I see you're from New Jersey. They'll come at me because they'll look up my Facebook, my personal Facebook all the time. I see you're from New Jersey. How are you an Eagles fan? I'm like, hey, dumbass, pull up a map. I'm actually closer in New Jersey where I was from to the Eagles 20, 30 minutes away over the yeah. bridge than an hour and a half up to the New York Giants. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Just call them the fucking New Jersey Giants. Man. Yeah, dude. Like, what the <laughs> hell? You got the New Jersey Devils. They, they knocked it out of the park with that franchise, right? I mean, that, yeah. the Jersey Devil... Do you believe in him? Side note. I, okay, so I don't believe in him. I don't believe in him per se as like how the, like the, like I believe that myth came from something. Yes. You know what I, mean? yep. I believe there's like some warrant there that like, okay, he it obviously originated from some sort of realistic like yep. story that happened. Yep. But yeah, I don't, like if I, 
I'm not at the point where, like, if I go to Jersey, I'm worried he's going to Like, he's residing in the woods, like, waiting. I do believe in the Mothman, though. Oh, really? I do. I think I read that in, like, there's those books, like, Weird NJ, Weird Maryland, if you've ever seen them. And I don't know if you've ever heard, have you ever heard of the Cecil County Pig Lady, too? No. Not too far from here? You've never heard of that? I've never heard of this. Oh, my gosh. This is the craziest story. Please tell me you're going to tell me about this. You're going to go down a rabbit hole tonight. I'll give you, I'll give you the rundown. So, I'm, like, third or fourth grade. Shout out to my grandma. I already told you horror enthusiast love that one my tattoo um you know we go to barnes and noble she's like dalton what book do you want i'm like i want to get weird maryland so i start reading about it and it's like cecil county and i'm like i actually used to live in elkton um because we originally moved from new jersey to elkton and then delaware so for that short period of time i lived in elkton and i was just living there and i remember reading about the cecil county pig lady i'm like oh shit i live in cecil county well, it's a story about how, I guess, one of the DuPonts, because they were all inbreeding, you know, banging yeah. their cousins, whatever, you know, that all happened. What happened was an inbred baby came, and the DuPonts, being the wealthy family that they are, discarded the baby. Well, the baby grew up and, I guess, was raised around pigs, is the urban legend and the myth, in Cecil County. Wow. Well, you know that bridge? I'm trying to think about where it's at. I, think, I know it's definitely in Cecil County, but... um. It's kind of like near Northeast. It's like a red bridge. It's off to the side. Like, I'll have to figure out the name I of it. I feel like I've seen it before. You've definitely seen it. I'll yeah. figure it out. And if you look up the Cecil County Bridge, like Pig Lady Bridge, this urban legend is, and the bridge used to be open. It's not open anymore. But if you go on the bridge and honk your horn three times, she's an axe murder. She'll come up from under the bridge and whack your car and kill you. How and it's been I... like an urban legend of Cecil County for 20, 30 years. How am I not? Fucking, how am, I, how am I just finding out, finding out about this? Dude, like, you're going to go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it leads me right. So being in Delaware, and I know you've probably heard this too, like, and this kind of goes to the DuPonts, like, about the, um, what's it like if you go out to, like, the Satan Road, and if you go out to, like, Alapocas, like, you got the village of, like, the inbred people that live there that will chase you away, and everyone. I've and never it, heard this. So. Like being a Delaware resident, and leave your comments below, uh, all my Delawareans out there who know this tale. And if you drive around the valley, they call it the valley, but it's like you know the Alapocas area, like close around like Concord Mall, yeah, off of two hundred two. There was a road. It was a private. It's a private road, um, and it was like the rumor was like, oh yeah, it's like the, it's like where all the Satanists live, and like the like the trees grow away from the street <gasps> and. And like, you know, if you, uh, you know, if you go there, like they'll come out, they'll, they'll chase you and stuff like that. And there's also, there was also like a little like community of like inbred, like, uh, like dwarf people that live wow. there that don't want you there. And a lot of rumor is it's like, it's like same thing, like DuPonts that were inbred and got to the point where they were so bad, they kind of like had to hide them away. Yeah. They're, they're around. There's like a link between them and all this stuff. And it was like, so when I was in high school, you know, we used to like drive around trying to find it and all this stuff. And then one, <laughs> one time me and a guy who uh, I was friends with, John Stensler, we got chased by a car on the road we thought was it. Now to the motor, I'm like, nah, it's a private road. It's probably a resident like chasing us off the fucking road. It's probably more yeah. the real, but it's like one of those cool urban myths. But that's yeah. the only stuff in Delaware. I think we can. That's crazy, though, that, I, yeah, y'all definitely have to, I wonder if the pig lady and those inbreds are somehow correlated. It might be. We might, that might be some link. 
between Cecil County and Delaware, we just kind of discovered. Yeah, everybody knows you go to Cecil County for the good shit. You know, you go over the state line, people get married, they're all the urban legends. Of course. I played some, uh, when I was in a band, played some good gigs in Cecil County. Fun place. (laughs) So 302, you guys, I believe you're on your fifth season, correct? Yeah, we're on our fifth season, started in 2021, and this will be like our, uh, you know, your first season, you're kind of learning. This will be our second season going fully into it. So going yeah. to away games, we're planning on going to the Jets game, the Giants game, the Commanders or Redskins or whatever we want to call them now, um, and then the Tampa game. So okay. all those away games, and then every home game. If you guys or yourself are ever at a tailgate, Section G2, come find us, look for the 302 bird flag. I might have to. Like I said, I'm not a so – that, so I'm not like a – I'm not a big football guy anymore because my team sucks. Like, <laughs> I kind of like lost my faith. Who's your team? Well, it is a horror show, so let's 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 be horrific and be scary <laughs> and tell you about. So I'm a Minnesota Vikings guy, dude. Oh my god, the Minnesota Vikings are my third favorite football. My my uh, dad's dad was a Minnesota <laughs> Vikings fan. So for me, it goes Eagles, Ravens, because I'm like from around here, and then the Makes Vikings. Sense. So. It's funny, so I have two older brothers. <clears throat> My dad was a Vikings fan because he like growing up, he loved like the, he loved like the Vikings, like learning about the Vikings, so it only made sense. He you know, and that was in the time of like the purple Peter, people eaters and Fran Tarkin. Great you know era. I mean? Yeah. So he was dead on Vikings fan. Me and my older brother Jay were Vikings fans. My oldest brother, Eric, is a Broncos fan. We don't know, you know, like so. Elway, oh yeah, big time. Elway, um, you know, what I mean, and and I'm talking. He was a Broncos fan for like as long as I can remember. I remember being a kid and watching that Super Bowl. I want to say it was, uh, I want to say it was '85 when it got decimated by the then Redskins. <laughs> yeah, but like I remember being a kid and just being like, I don't understand why he's so mad because he was just like, yeah, you know. Pissed. Oh man, he was just like the, he's the not anymore, but he's like the pick the shit up, busted fan when their team loses, or at least he was. You he know? should have been a Philly fan, man. He would have fit right well, in. With that's us. what I mean. I think <laughs> I think he got all the I think he got all like the stereotypical like negativity of a, <laughs> of a Phillies fan, but he just became a Broncos fan for some reason. I don't know how it happened, and maybe it's got something to do with John Elway, but. uh so he's a big time Broncos fan, and we were all Vikings fans in a state pretty much that identifies as like Philadelphia fans. Yeah, so I don't know how. I mean, I don't have any beef with the Vikings either. I mean, all Vikings fans, really good people, really respectful. I love Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's he's a good guy. I get the inconsistency thing, but as a person, I love him. I like so like yeah as a like as a person and in interviews I see he seems like a cool guy. Me being like a kind of I mean I want to say a casual fan, you know I mean being a casual Vikings fan nowadays. Like I used to be a real big Vikings fan. You know I got my Jared Allen jersey and I had yeah my, I had my fucking um, Carter jersey and stuff. He's just if you got him on fantasy football, he's awesome. Yep. If you want him to win a playoff game. <laughs> you hit the nail Fuck. on the head, man. You hit the nail on the head. We are screwed, and that, and that's another thing too. Like I used to, like I don't hate, I don't hate like the Philadelphia Eagles as much as I used to. Like I used to fucking hate them only because like 
We're Vikings, man. Every time, yeah, we, gotta, every time we gotta play you guys in the playoffs, we know we're going home. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it sucks because I said to my dad, it has to suck to be a Viking. I was at the NFC Championship game. Because for you guys, you remember Case Keenum, QB, you guys could have oh, played God. in your home stadium. I mean, I won't remind you too much. But, I mean, like, for Vikings fans, we're cordial with you guys because we're like, hey, thank you. Like, you guys are like us in a way. You guys are good in the cold. You guys are hardworking people. So we love you guys. Whereas the contrasting perspective, you guys are probably like, man, fuck those guys. Oh, they dude. play the Super Bowl so- in our house. So my and I hope he sees this too. I hope he sees this too. He doesn't do it anymore, but for the longest time, my father-in-law, who I love very much, uh, Eddie's dad, he is an Eagles fan, and every time the Vikings would get beat in the playoffs, there's my phone going off, and I'm and it's him, and I'm like. Motherfuckers calling me just to rub it in my fucking, just to rub it in my face, man. One year, I forget what year it was. I want to say it was the year. I want to say it was the year that. Okay, so the Vikings. It was it was the year the Eagles went and played the Patriots when they had um. In the early two thousands, two thousand four, where they had Terrell Owens and who was the quarterback? McNabb. McNabb. Yep. So the Vikings and the Eagles that year, I'll never forget, they were like the two, they were like, hey, if someone from the NFC is going to the Super Bowl, it's one of these two teams. Yep. And you guys beat us, like I think the third or fourth game in the regular season, and then the Vikings kind of fell off. They came back. They won the wild card. They got to the playoffs. They beat Green Bay in Green Bay in the playoffs. And then we went to Philly. And just got our asses beat again. That's when we still had Moss, right? We had talk talk about someone who's got like who was like built up way too much and fucking sucks. That's when we had Cole Pepper. Yeah, yeah. So we got beat again. I was so pissed, but there he is on the phone. I'm like, man, you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we gotta call people we know and take it as a compliment because you know what that means. That means you are his favorite Vikings fan. Yeah. So he's got to talk his shit to his right. favorite. Right. Well, now that I'm older and I'm wiser, looking back in retrospect, I see it from, I see the love for what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't make it any easier. Oh, it doesn't numb Vikings the pain. Fan. I get it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make it any easier telling people like, "Hey, you're a fan. You watch football. Who you're a fan of? I'm a Vikings fan." <laughs> well, I'll tell you what? what. On the bright side, you guys do breed very great wide receivers. That is true. Like, that is true. Probably the best wide receivers in NFL history. I mean, you're going to have Justin Jefferson, who's going to be another Hall of Famer. Uh, well, I hope they keep him. You know, I mean, I was really mad when they let my man go to uh, when they let my man go to Buffalo. Diggs. Yep, Diggs. That was like, man, you imagine if we had Diggs and Jefferson? It's like the, that was that could have been the days of Carter and Moss. Yeah, all over again. Yeah, dude. Are you making any plans to go to Buffalo? Because I hear Buffalo got the got the we're going to jump through burning tables and shit, fans. So they come here, believe it or not. I, they I, come I, to, I, I do believe This it. year. Philly's um, crazy. They're coming into Philly. And at first, I wanted the game to be up in Buffalo because one of our podcast hosts on our show, he's from Delaware, but he's in grad school right now in Buffalo. Okay. So we would have gotten to go see him. And I think there's something to be said for a home Buffalo game. And I'm excited for it in Philadelphia. I think it's going to be a shit show. 
But like <laughs> Buffalo's the fucking wild west out there. Like it's yeah. like upstate, upstate New York. So uh-huh. like anything kind of goes out there. I mean, like I'm excited to play Buffalo. I think it's going to be a shit show, but I am right there with you. I'm more looking forward to a couple years from now when we go there. And hopefully the plans are that if we're big enough by then we go up there because I mean, the people of Buffalo are awesome fans too. I mean, I don't think that Philly fans and Buffalo fans would have any beef either because it's almost like a mutual respect. Like, yo, we can drink together. Like, yeah. And like I said, that's not like, you know, I feel like, I feel like games, games between teams that aren't in conference, let alone like AFC and NFC. It's almost like, okay, it it is what it is. You know, the best team won today. And it's just, you know, now we're going to go play the teams that matter to win for the playoffs and stuff. So you can kind of just kind of watch that as like objectively more. Yeah. So, and I, I, you know what, like, and I got a really good, um, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I don't hate them like I used to. <laughs> but I love even, how you put it. But even it tells me you're a passionate fan, which I respect. <laughs> I that. was at one time. I uh, sounds like after Diggs, you were out. I, you know what? I think what really did it was, uh, I don't know. I think this season might have been like the nail in the head. Losing to the Giants, that losing was to tough. the Giants, and it, I was yeah, losing to just had yeah, losing to the Giants. Just no, it was the Cowboys, right? We got we got our asses handed to us by the Cowboys. Some, some, it was either the Cowboys or the Giants. It was some team. I think you guys lost to the Giants, I think, in the playoffs at home, right? Because yeah. was it at home? And it was, was some, part. and it was some team that, like, on paper, we should have beat. Oh, my God, yeah. No problem. And at all those comeback, they had the two biggest, like, most watched, like, comeback games of the, of the season that year out of, like, almost the history of the NFL. Like, people were talking, like, the, the Buffalo-Minnesota game was, like, yeah. Best game was in the last like, three years, just to come and lose to some fucking schmozos. Some bo- exactly, just some fucking bozo team who were lucky to even be there in the first place. You're so, not wrong. You're not wrong. But I the, feel your uh, pain. Yeah, but they, I like going back to Philly. I really think Philly's got it this year, and they, they, they should have fucking won that game last year. They, they got robbed of that game. Shit happens, can't you know what I mean? But I really, I, like in retrospect, I remember watching that. I'm like, that's bullshit, man. He should have fucking won that. Let game. him play. I mean, and there's a lot of softness that's kind of happened in the NFL. You can't really control it. I just think, uh, I mean, you can't really harp too much on the past. You know that. That's yeah. life. So I think the nice thing is, I'm not there playing under center. My buddies aren't there playing under center. I wouldn't trust myself under center. I wouldn't trust any of my buddies under center. Jalen Hurts, though. I mean, when you see that guy, that I mean, that kid, really. I mean, he's my age. He's a kid. He's got the right mentality. I mean, he's just with it. Like, he's so laser-focused on that Super Bowl that I really hope and pray, knock on wood, that as a Philly fan, I mean, you're right. I don't even want to yeah. be suspicious because, you know, as a Philly fan, I'm super suspicious. So oh, yeah. We I don't want to say it until then, yeah. Any more, any more in the NFL – I think he really got to be. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? There's some things. There's some things lately I see in the NFL. And we go and we already kind of uh, bonded over our mutual fact that we are conspiracy theorists. Yep. Hey, <laughs> salute to an extent. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I mean, people have been talking the NFL. That's one for of the uh, stories we have on our on our podcast. We have a NFL conspiracy theories playlist. 
of just oh, shit I that's happened check, over yeah, the years. I gotta check that out because if there's there's definitely some stuff I'm probably thinking of that are probably already on that. And you have to recommend some to me because I'm always looking for new episodes. Like there's well, some that are good, some that are bad, but I would love that. You talk about the Giants, like the Giants are my most. If I hate anyone, if I hate any team in the NFL, is the Giants. By far, by none. And a lot of that goes back to put this. If you don't have this episode, research this one. It all goes back to the year, I believe, 2000. Vikings, one of the, at the time, like the highest scoring offense on average per game. Randall Cunningham, Smith running back, Moss, Carter. You know I mean? You got... Um, can't think of his name right now, but uh, my man on defense that year. I mean, they had a, they had an awesome defense. Their, their offense was averaging like thirty points a game. They were killing everybody. Here come the fucking here come the playoffs with the fucking Giants. That was the year they had the Motorola headsets, and that was the year the Giants not telling anybody. Because they, they were just doing the headsets, could hear the other team's fucking plays through the wow, headsets. I never have heard this, dude. I'm gonna look it up. There was a they were under it, like it kind of got kind of got washed. Like it, it was like a there's like a here and there, but that was a year where you go back and watch the Vikings play and then the Giants play. The Giants, I believe, were the wild card team that year. I could be wrong. The Vikings didn't score like any points. They didn't come close, and it was like, oh man. The Giants defense is ever, and it's like, nah, because they're fucking listening to the fucking plays. And that was the year they went and got fucking crushed by the Ravens. So. Wow. I never New heard Jersey that. Giants. Yeah, go look <laughs> it up. Look it up, man. But, uh, so, topic of today, and this is a great, I'm, I'm so happy that you, this movie got, so this movie's been mentioned mentioned on previous episodes before but i've never really went to like in depth with this movie um sinister uh 2012 directed by uh, scott derrickson uh blumhouse produced starring ethan hawk a uh, little bit of synopsis for the movie in case no one's ever seen it if you're a horror fan you totally should uh ethan hawk's character is kind of like a failed um Kind of like a fallen from grace, failed like true crime writer. He had success in his early writings, kind of fell through with a couple of books, and now he's trying to. He's got one uh, case he thinks is going to kind of give him that fifteen minutes back of fame. Moves into a house where some grisly murders happened, and just continues to get way in over his head with a uh, certain demon called the Ghoul. When I first saw this movie, it, it's it's a fucking dark movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's very dark. It's a fucking really dark movie. I think the uh, the music, I believe, of uh, Christopher Young really like the music sets of this the movie tone. really sets the tone. Uh, I remember being a lot of buzz when this movie came out, seeing it, and not being disappointed. Uh, my wife, for the longest time, refused to watch this movie. Because she could probably never look at a picture the same way. Yeah. I get it. Or a lawnmower. Oh! <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to look at a lawnmower. Or a fucking lawnmower. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Give me the details of the story you kind of have, but dig into the story. Tell me what 
made you want to watch Sinister, the vibe, tell me everything. So, as you know, um, now I'm not good with director's names, but I believe, no, I'm sorry, the writer, um, C something Robert, or C Robert something, I forget. He, I never knew this, but actually watched The Ring before and then had a bad dream, I guess, which inspired the whole story of Sinister. I never knew that until today. I never knew that either. I looked it up today, but it's funny and ironic enough because all my buddies said, I remember going to see the movie, they were like, it's a lot like The Ring. It's a lot like uh, The Ring. Like, you're not going to be able to, like, look at a TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean by that? Because I'd never seen The Ring. Well, I'd seen Sinister first. And I think the whole objective behind it really scared me. But I think what really sold it for me, number one, the pop-up scares, but also just, like, the story behind it. There's those snuff films that they talk about. Yeah. In it, and they are dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is that's, – that's another thing about this movie. Like, the um... – <clears throat> You know, the images of uh, when he starts really getting into the films. I mean, the, right off the get go, the hanging. Image, oh, my that, God. That's, that's, it's done very realistically. And, and it looks very, I mean, it is very gruesome. And it's like, yeah. you kind of, I don't know, Sinister kind of came at a time where, like, you had a lot of, you had a lot of supernatural horror. Mm-hmm. But then here comes a supernatural horror movie, but, but like, depicting a very, honest sense of like reality as yeah. far as like murder and going very sadistic very sadistic fucking kills in this movie um and you know the acting like i ethan hawk does a fantastic job in this movie like i really i really see like because i watched it like i've seen it a bunch of times but i actually sat back and watched it to like really get prepared for this episode and going back and watching it you can the minute he watches that first reel with the hanging, mm-hmm. you already get the sense that he's like, like he's watching a snuff film. Like I'm watching, I'm watching something I cannot go back from. Like I think there's even a scene where he first turns it on, he kind of goes like this, and you don't know if he's like looking behind him. Yeah, like he's already getting. He, there's already this sense of like you opened a box you shouldn't have opened. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fucking very cool. <laughs> it's very fucking cool. I like the whole way the movie's done, but uh, where would you rank? So in your, where would you rank Sinister as like? Dude, it's my number one, no doubt. Yeah. That was why I recommend. So when Eddie reached out, Eddie was like, "Hey, is there a horror movie you would like to talk about or anything that you like?" And I was like, "Dude, Sinister is like my favorite horror movie because it was like the first horror movie I ever saw. We talked about it a little bit was Insidious, but I mean, this one was the first. I mean." I'm so glad you hit the nail on the head about that element of realism because like there's like that suburban America aspect to it too that like it's relatable like it's in your neighborhood like it's like someone you might know and like also yeah. like everybody has pictures everywhere in their house I know that so like I really like in eighth grade like biggest thing that scared me as a kid was Bloody Mary because like yeah. a mirror freaks me out yeah. so me much too. man right like that man. whole aspect of like seeing yourself in a way, I think is sometimes even scarier than seeing like a demon or something. So Sinister killed two birds with one stone because they had like the aspect of where it's like relatable and it's scary like that. But also you have Bagul, I believe like the Babylonian god or whatever. And he's like this whole other character in himself who's like corrupting the kids. And it's just, it's so well done, but it's no doubt my 
favorite horror movie I've ever seen. And every time I see it, I mean, the hairs on my back still stand up because it's yeah. that well made. It's, it is, like I said, I was watching it, like watching it the other night and I'm like, man, and it was, you know, like I've seen it a couple of times, but it was like, all right, man, I hadn't seen it in like a couple of years. And I was like, yeah, this movie still fucking scary as fuck, man. Like, and just like all the other side stuff going on, like a lot of the, like my man having the night terrors. Yeah. That's a very scary element of this movie that kind of goes like kind of goes under the radar because so much else is happening with like the tapes and like the visuals and stuff but yeah like that scene where uh his son comes out of that box is still like still very haunting to see in my mind and that's so crazy you bring up the mirrors when i was uh when i was younger and i read like when i was younger and i used to read like you know goosebumps and stuff like that um a buddy of mine like was messing around with that bloody mary stuff and it, fucking terrify me i fucking hate mirrors to this day yeah dude i can't go to the bathroom in the dark because it's neither can me. i like i don't <laughs> fuck with that shit and anybody that does like i truly believe like i don't know look we're all here i don't know how we got here i don't know what we're doing here nobody knows what we're doing here what we got here and if they say that they do they're lying to you because like we can only go so many generations back all that i know is that there's a reason that we're here yeah. per se you know what i mean and like I believe in God because that's what comforts me, but I don't like discriminate or hate on anybody that believes in something different because that's what comforts them. But the one thing I think we all have in common is like, all right, we're here for kind of like a reason. So like, you just got to figure that out. What's the old saying? I love the, I love the cling to the supernatural. It's just things science can't ex fully, un fully explain yet. That's all. That's, that's what the supernatural is. And another thing too about sinister kind of devil, kind of, dabbles in that scare me the most out of anything cults cults are fucking scary <laughs> and you get a lot and that's i like how they kind of touch on that cult element you know what i mean take more of you know obviously more of like a supernatural spin on yeah. it but like there's there's probably real people doing some fucking weird shit and, and because they think fucking demons are fucking real like that you know like you know the whole Mark of Bagul, that's how he talks to my man, Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. in the film. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I went somewhere and just saw a mark like that on the wall. I'd just be, I'd, I'd get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's scary when you see stuff that's not, like, out in the future. Like, some of these stories, I forget the one I saw. It was, like, at, like, a high-level club. And somebody got in for a meeting. The next time I see it, I'll send it your way. Okay. Um, I forget what it was, but it was like a conspiracy theory. It was like, it would have been like a Masonic Lodge, like locally, but not that. It was like even higher level. Like this was like the prestige of the prestige. And I forget what it was, but they said that they, it might have even been the White House or something like that. Okay. But like, I forget what it was. Some prestigious group, somebody walked in on a meeting. They got in. I don't know how they got in. But they walked in on like this, like burning of a cross. I don't know anything about burning of crosses. I just know if I'm seeing a cross burning, I'm running. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is like, not my crew. Yeah, yeah. Like I, and I, I would imagine that you know they're not having hors d'oeuvres and like wine yeah. and chilling. I'm pretty sure you're right. Some kind yeah, of yeah, they're into some ritual. yeah, they're into some weird shit. And I'm like, okay, I am no, this is not what I'm into. <laughs> Like, I love heavy metal music, but yeah. Yeah, fine. exactly. 
out yep. of here. Yep. Yep. I think if I saw any kind of weird shit like that, I'd be like, I don't know, man. It's I all did. power trips too is the weirdest yeah. thing. It's a lot of like, like you hear like Epstein Island comes out like a couple years back and like that went on for so long. And it's like just these power trips of rich people getting away with things like. Yeah. Like why well, I, I said it one time on the show and I'll say it again. Like we were talking about like not to get like real into politics and stuff, but I said it and I still find it true to this day. I think you have to be, I think you have to be kind of crazy to want to be a politician. Oh my God. Yeah. Because who would want all that power? Who'd want to put up with all of that just to have that power? It's a thankless job. Yes. So who would want it? Yeah. Because no matter what you do, you're going to get hated. It's got to be somebody that likes arguing. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I was always like, oh, I'd run for president one day. I want to make a change. And then as I got older, I, you get that jaded opinion. And you see like, no matter what I do, no matter what yeah. I say, 50% of the people, and it's getting worse and worse and worse every generation. Yeah. It used to be just hate me. Then it was like, would punch me in the face. Now it's like, they would physically kill me if they were in front of me just because of the position of ranking I'm in. If I said something, I don't agree with them. Like I said, it's both sides and it's just... Yeah, it's, it's bad. not good. It's not. It's we're not moving towards a good. It's you know what, and it's if I want to get um, if I want to get a sense of the of the glass half full out of this, like I said, we talked about the, like you're you're 24, mm -hmm. I'm 42. There's clearly an age gap, but you know, what I mean, that doesn't mean anything. When I hear someone who's 24 kind of saying that, it kind of gives me hope. It really does because here's someone who. Hey, they see it. Mm -hmm. They're young enough to see it and recognize it. That means, hey, that kind of is like, okay, so we're not all crazy because here's someone who's 20 years younger but sees the same things I'm seeing. That's that's kind of like a that's a good place to be in a culture culture and society that's always talking about like talking about the generation gap. You know what I mean? Like you like you what was like the whole thing a couple of years ago? Like, okay, okay, boomer. Okay, yeah, boomer. okay, boomer. It's yeah. like, nah, here's, well, here's two guys like almost 20 years apart. It's like in agreeing about like what we see. It's not just a, it's not just a, it's real. <laughs> now I have a question. You brought up something that intrigued my interest. Right now, aliens, super hot topic. Did you see any of that? Are you an aliens guy? What's your opinion on all that? So here's my thing with, here's my thing with aliens. I don't know about like dark skies, gray men. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that, but but I've always believed in aliens, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Eat your heart out, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Think of the Earth as the Powerball, right? Those are the odds. Those are the odds that this planet was made up of these gases happen to be in the range of this sun to provide just enough heat and just enough gravitational pull so everything aligned, mm -hmm. right? That's how life, that's why life started on the planet can sustain on the planet, right? Okay, so that's it's one in a zillion chance. That's like the Powerball hitting, right? Okay. Space is... It's infinite, right? Yeah. There's it has no end, at least that we can see. Yep. So if you played the Powerball 
but the same number for infinity, wouldn't that number hit more than once? Yeah. It would. Yeah. It's, mathematic, it's, it's mathematically impossible that it wouldn't because you have an infinite. It may take forever, but that number is going to hit more than once if you played for that long. There you go. That's life. If space is infinite and that's the Powerball number, it's always playing the Powerball. So that number is bound to hit again. That's a really good perspective. I like that. I mean, I'm right there with you, brother. Like, it's that Powerball probably hit a lot of times by now. It probably hit a lot of times. A lot of times, like, look at us humans. I mean, we've been around, like, (laughs) and talking about it, I would say, for about 2,000 years, but we've been around a lot longer than that. Exactly. So, and like, life in itself has been around way longer than that. So, I think, like, this is just like, I know you and I are huge conspiracy theorists, guys, and the best way for them to, like, keep us cool i mean people are gonna start freaking out once they see an alien let's be honest so it's probably the simplest way that they hide it all from us but i mean i think i forget what it was but trump when he left office not to get political either but he had some act where it was like he had biden had to disclose basically all everything ufo alien related and it's all coming to fruition now because they kept putting it off but i think in the next two years and this is my prediction. I think that the way that we view the world, the way that we view ourselves, and the way that we view aliens is going to drastically change. Like this is I just the tip more. of the iceberg because once like people set in that holy fuck, we aren't the only things here. Things like the NFL, for example, they become meaningless. Yeah. It's like we have a gal- like Rick and Morty, a galactic federation out there of uh, like it almost yeah. makes me want to like be like what if that could be your career path? Yeah. Like to just go meet other life forms and talk. It's so interesting to talk about. Imagine all the, like, and this is kind of just piggybacking off what you're saying. Imagine all the people out there for years who believed in aliens. And there was other people like, dude, you're crazy. You're crazy. Nah, nah. Now it's like, man, you're the motherfuckers that look dumb. Because now they're just coming right on TV and having press conference. They're not mm-hmm. even trying to hide it anymore. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're seeing them. We've been seeing them. You, you got us. We can't really hide it anymore. So I might as well come out and tell you. They're like, okay, well, I knew I was on the right path. I'm going to continue that path now. And then more, like you said, more people are like, okay, well, now that I know this thing exists, how much more can I dig and find out about it? Does it surprise you how quiet? people have been about it because it surprises me like i feel like there should be a lot more buzz about it. it's fucking aliens this it is groundbreaking does. i almost feel like in, in a way i almost feel like that's like i almost feel like the government was like okay hey you know people only care about it because we deny it mm-hmm. if we just come out and yeah they're here don't forget about it and go on their way it's kind of like a like a reverse psychology thing they kind of pulled on everybody it's kind of what I'm thinking. And it's like, okay, let's let's do this now because everyone's talking about the country's so divided and everyone's talking about this, everyone's talking about that. Dude, just, just come out with the aliens thing. Yeah, right? none of it of fucking matters. None of it fucking matters. Yeah. Never in a million, I tell you what though, never in a million years would I, if someone would have been like, hey, what do you think the government will do first? Tell us who really killed JFK or admit there's aliens? I'm like, Oh, it's gonna come out about JFK. Nah, they still want to keep that a secret. <laughs> but aliens, aliens, yeah, we see them, we got them. 
<laughs> what about Kennedy? Nah. Keep that hush hush. Aliens. <laughs> We're giving you aliens. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy though. Win. I'm glad you brought that up because like your son, for example, the way that he grows up his whole life could be drastically changed. The things that they're taught in school. Yeah. Like, because like, and I honestly think like, what shocks me is I think that it's going to unify the earth or it should at least hypothetically like, okay, we're one team. We all got to get along because like at the end of the day, like it's us versus them. If like things go South, it's us versus them. And like, it doesn't mean that like, just because we have a bad relationship with Iraq or whatever going on that we can't be like, yo, whatever knowledge you have of aliens and we have an aliens, we need to get together and sit down and figure out this because like, it's bigger than that. And that's kind of what just shocks me. I think the, I think depending on like how it could go, I could totally see that. And I say that because like, uh, you know, I'm old enough to, I'm old enough to remember what the country was like when nine 11 happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when nine 11 happened, it was like, Hey man, I didn't like you yesterday, but we're on the same page. Fuck the fuck Al Qaeda. Yep. You know I mean? Like it, yep. it, it it fucking united the country. It really yeah. did. And it's like something like that, you know, Pearl Harbor. Nobody wanted to go to, nobody wanted to mess what was going on in Europe until Pearl Harbor. And I was like, draft nothing. I'm here. I'm volunteering. Yeah, exactly. You it's can, like, it's on. Yeah. It's I that mean, American mentality. It's that American mentality. American revenge. And I'm going to get you back is a very, uh, it's a very American quality. Hell yeah. That's why, like, revenge movies are so big. Like, you know what I mean? Fucking John Wick, man. They killed his dog. You want to get these motherfuckers? You fuck yeah, on me. See that. Yeah, yeah, I want to see that movie. <laughs> it's, it's very it's, it's very spot on American. But yeah, I can totally see if there was some sort of, like, uh, some sort of stuff where, like, aliens, like, people being like, all right, man, yeah, let's put the fucking, we don't, we're not, we don't care about fucking this shit. It's anymore. meaningless. It's minuscule. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I also can see stuff like, okay, man, you know what? Getting to Mars is a priority now. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that stuff too. Like, I, I don't, I, it could be coincidence. I don't think so. But now they're, like, they're really pushing, like, to go into the moon thing again. And they've been doing it for a little bit, so you know Elon, like he's tapped in. He's They're tapped known. in, but I feel like with, I feel like there's a lot more like urgency to do it now, and I think that really falls in line with like okay, we're the, the, the admitting of like there's life out there that we don't that we don't know, and that's scary. That's probably the scariest thing in the world because that is we don't know what kind of technology they have, we don't know what they are, we don't know anything about about mm-hmm. them and that is the most intimidating thing in the world we do know that they can come here and we can't get to where they are <laughs> so fucking scary that yeah, is the best fucking, way to put it yeah it's like hey yeah we know they can get here we don't know where they're at which means we don't know if we can they can come and fucking drop a payload or something be gone where are we going to track them to and i think the scariest thing is like okay they're here what the fuck else out there exists? And is there like a federation that we're just not even tapped into yet? You know what I mean? That maybe they like they control us in a way. Like what if they're like, like, oh, look at what I found. It's almost like we're their project. Like yeah. the British did with us in a yeah. way. Well, do you know what? And that's like, so you brought up Dark Skies, which is an awesome like Blumhouse produced movie, you yeah. know? It's probably, 
I think that's one of the best takes on alien movies and one of the lines that's so haunting and it's like kind of tying into what we're saying. It's like the one guy, um, you know, the family in the movie, the man and the wife go to see the guy who's like the expert who plays um, the, my man who plays J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man films. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, yeah, you know, I, I've kind of come to grips with it. I don't I'm not trying to fight these aliens. They're, you know, they're here, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, well, why are they here? And he's just looking at him like, what's a mouse thinking when some person's, like, got an electrode in their brain pumping cancer or some weird experiment? Like, doesn't matter why. We don't know. And they're not going to tell us. They're just, they might just be here because they can. They are. And, like, the whole, like, and then when he paints the picture of, like, you know, we think of aliens and the invasions of, like, big massive ships coming for resources and stuff like that and it's like nah an invasion happened they're here yeah yeah <laughs> you're right dude they're here and doesn't really look like they're gonna stop coming and it's been happening <laughs> and too been and happening. it's like it's generational i think this is just like i said the tip of the iceberg i think you're absolutely right i think you're, you know what, but i'm also kind of uh like i mean obviously it's like it's really scary when you stop to think about it but it's also kind of like, it is kind of, it is kind of like interesting too. It's I also wanna... like gratifying, like like to, for people like us, like like you've believed your whole life. I'm only 24, so I believe my whole life. But like people, like imagine the people that are like from the 50s yeah. that like say that, hey, I got abducted by an alien, and like you brought up earlier, their whole life told you're crazy yeah you're, it's got to be the most gratifying feeling now to be like yeah fucking told you i believe yeah like if you if you would have said like okay if you would have if you would have came out in the 70s and been like uh yeah I, I do believe in aliens i think i saw something chances are the dude at work next to you would have been like yeah that's all bigfoot man <laughs> <laughs> like some like some fucking like yeah. okay whatever dude. urban legend yeah. yeah whatever whatever loch ness you know what i mean just some bullshit but now it's like yeah, I think I saw some. Well, what'd you see? <laughs> Did you really think you saw? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of like like so. My wife is a um, my wife's a paranormal investigator. Oh, that's you know awesome. what I mean? And she's, a day she's got fucking audio stuff. I believe it. I believe you know, but I don't believe in you know, Bagul. Gonna jump Bagul, out of a picture. Jump out, out of a yeah. picture and, and get me. You know what I mean? I don't believe in that necessarily. Even though it makes for fucking fantastic cinema yeah. um but i believe in energy that you can't get rid of it and energy so much of it stored in one place can not be dissipated i think that's all like what when you get sound bites and stuff or well, i think that's a very scientific yep. thing to explain it i think that's very real yep so like i said supernatural is just something science hasn't been able to explain yet i think yep. it falls in that category when did you when did when did you like okay i do believe in like when was it was it something that happened or did you see did you think you saw something yeah i had a teacher um i went to a catholic school in maryland and he told us a really cool story for a little bit of time he worked on like area 51 and like he said like the craziest and a ton of army vets have these stories you know you've seen them but the really cool story that he told us was he saw these two like almost like saucers and they were like bright glowing green like almost like a ring light like it looked like that in blue and he said there were two of them and they just went up and then the two came together like super fast like a magnet like that and then they just went out and then like up 
And like he said, he had never seen anything like that before. And I think I was 14, maybe actually, or 15. Um, no, 14 or 13. It was like seventh or eighth grade. And I was like, I had always believed in aliens, of course, but that was kind of when I was like, and then, you know, you go home and you go down the rabbit hole on YouTube and you see all this stuff. And it's like, it definitely has happened, I think. And there's definitely hoaxes out there too. You oh, know? Yeah. But I think based on the information, like there's definitely enough believable stories. And now that people are going on trial, testifying people like with credibility too, that have been working around this stuff, like it's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really eager to see, I'm really eager to see like what more comes out. I hope it doesn't get kind of like, you know, like, like America, even the world kind of at this point, but America, especially like the, the real ADD about things like, okay, yeah, we, we already talked about aliens, man. We don't fucking care now. Yeah. I hope it doesn't fall into that. I hope it, and like, I think it unfortunately going. it will. Yeah. I kind of feel like it will too, but I'm also like, like you said, Elon Musk and guys who like, nah, I'm not, I'm not letting it go away. I'm actually going to let it inspire me to do the things I want to do with like space research and stuff like that. I still think there's going to be like a couple of people that like, nah, man, I'm, I'm taking this ball and I'm going deeper. And I hope they do like credible people. I hope yeah. they do. Cause I want to know. I, I want to know. Yeah. No matter if it's what the outcome is, I just kind of want to know that. And I want to know like, kind of on the same topic but not really like i think what's scary what's just as scary as space maybe not as scary but another thing that's like as scary as space is like like the ocean i think about like depths of the ocean that like we can't get to like what is what is there because <laughs> there's got to be stuff see. like still living there yep like i remember a story a couple years ago where um they found a prehistoric shark and they showed this thing and this thing. And like I said, newspapers were talking about it. It almost looked like a, I don't even want to say it was a shark. It was more like a prehistoric, like eel. It's really weird, really, really weird looking. And they said, they think somehow it got, it got so used to living so deep. That somehow when it got up, the change in the pressure is like what killed it. Like it got so used to living on that constant pressure. Breathing, yeah, on its body. That, that when it, for some reason, it, kind of like it got up too far and came up to the surface and couldn't go back. And that's how, I, that's why it like died. Wow. So I'm like, all right, that's, that's fucking crazy. Cause there's we'll be able to pro we'll be able to go to the moon and we'll be able to go to the mars before we ever get to the point where we can go to how deep the ocean is which is right over there which, which is, is right so here scary. yeah like we're, we're right here <laughs> right under our nose it's right under our fucking nose man so final thoughts on sinister i mean like i said my favorite horror movie and will always be a classic for me i mean just the way it was made, the whole story about it, and I think, like, we both highlighted the realism and the relatability behind it is what makes it scary. Like, The Ring was scary, but I think Sinister will be the movie that people remember for not being able to look at a picture, I think, or even a TV. Like, because, yeah. like, there's that Max scene in the movie, you know what I'm talking about, where oh, yeah. he looks away and it looks back at you, and you're like, mm -hmm. I just think that that movie, for its time, too, like, 
what Sinister did, and I, I read online, like, from a business perspective, $3 million budget, and I think it did, like, $87 million or $88 yeah. million, like, go off. Like, yeah. that's just a lot to be said for that. We talk about we talk about big-budget action movies like The Avengers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, here's the thing. Hollywood, Hollywood, like, right now is on a kick where, like, they hate superhero movies. They think the superhero movies, like, kind of ruin Hollywood and blah, 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 blah. Well... That may or may not be true, but I feel like Hollywood doesn't kiss the ass of like horror movies enough no. because like the biggest, like you said, the, I think Insidious was a budget of like ten million dollars and made like sixty-five million dollars just as opening weekend. Like horror movies are like are what are cheap to make biggest bang for your buck and like you said sinister yeah i remember it had a huge it had like a marvel movie level of like fan like money being made and i think the probably the biggest thing in the budget was ethan hawk's fucking salary mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it was probably yeah maybe like 1.5 million yeah, out of right? three or something because he was the big name and that's usually how it goes i mean the one thing i read that i thought was really really cool too that they did with sinister was they actually got the original camera I guess from like the fifties or whatever. Yeah. Um, that old school video camera and they actually filmed some of the scenes with that. So, I mean, like, I don't know if maybe that might, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I wonder if that would be cheap or if that would have been expensive. You know what I mean? Cause it's a relic in a way too, but just beautifully done. Yeah. Like I said, it gives that, it gives that authenticity to those scenes. Yep. Like you can really see it. Um, and I, I love like the movie does a great job of bouncing from like, how it's shot in the modern world to how it does that. Like it's, it's just, it's a very perfectly executed movie. Yeah. Um, and I even, I brought this up on a pre- uh, previous episode one time and I think I posted the link to that episode, but they did a study. I want to say this was back in like 2017 or 2018. At that time, scientifically sinister was the scariest movie ever made. I saw that too Did somewhere. Yeah. I think I saw that where it was like when it came out in its time, it was like rated like on a heart rate or something. Yes. Which I thought was so cool because I remember that is definitely true. Yeah. It's definitely a fact. I shit myself when I watch that movie. Yeah. Like I said, for that for the time it was like a movie where it not only kept it got your heart rate up to a point, but kept it there for like longest periods of time. And I guess it was like a test between like like college kids or younger, like a younger generation, sinister, scientifically scare the fuck out of you. <laughs> did you watch Sinister 2? And how did you feel about Sinister 2? Don't remember much of it. I actually had to read about the plot of Sinister today just because adulthood, everything goes in and out. Oh, yeah. But I do remember that when I saw Sinister 2, I remember the way it made me feel. And I remember most of the time sequels suck. And I remember thinking, like, I actually wasn't that mad about it. I thought it wasn't that bad. Um, some of my friends didn't like it. They were like, I wasn't about it. I, I get it. Um, but I mean, maybe just because the whole story and the whole idea was just so written well, like you said, like, I agree with you that it's something you can watch back to back. So like, it just, if you don't, if, even if you aren't a fan of it, I think you should still appreciate the way that they can tie the two together. Total agreement. And we'll end it on that note. I want to thank my guest. Dalton Holland, catch his show on Spotify, 302 Birds. What's your tagline for that show? It's very clever. As always, baby, God bless. Go Birds. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the bird noise. <laughs>
I just, saw, I just thought of Always Sunny in Philadelphia for a second. Oh, yeah. Better wrestling. Yep. <laughs> awesome guest. I want to thank him for coming by. Like I said, check out his show on Spotify, 302 Birds. Thanks again. This is the Marvel of Horror. Catch us on Spotify and on YouTube at the Marvel of Horror Podcast. Leave your comments. Leave your feedback. We want to hear from you. And if you ever want to be a guest on the show, if you're around Delaware – Come on by. If not, we can work something out like Zoom or something. But uh, thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.